The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration for leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning. This is Kate Ebner. Thank you for tuning in to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. This is our 11th show, and I'd like to invite you to give us some feedback about the shows you've been hearing. Would you like to continue to access the perspectives of great leaders by listening to the show each week? We're planning the next series, and we'd love to know what kinds of things you're interested in. Do you want to learn more about how to create your own vision? Would you like to look into the future and hear the visions of those who have perspectives that aren't readily available to the rest of us, such as Jim Kyles and Margaret Regan so far. This morning, I'm welcoming Mark Fernandez, Chief Leadership Officer of Luck Companies. Mark and I will be talking about something he works on every single day, igniting the human potential of the people in his organization to achieve the company's mission and vision. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, Mark. Good morning. Thanks, Kate. Good morning. Mark, prior to becoming the Chief Leadership Officer at Luck, you served as the president of two Luck Company business units. I believe it was Charles Luck Stone Center and Lee Tennis Court Products. Is that right? Uh, that's correct, Kate. For about uh, 17 years, we have four business units here at Luck Companies, and uh, I was working in two of them. That's great. And you actually took these brands national and reshaped the image of stone as a luxury product through your vision for the Charles Luck Stone Center in particular. And I know you have a talent for strategy, brand development, and that you frequently speak and collaborate in this area. Um, Can you tell us a bit about your career path, Mark, just to give our listeners a sense of who you are and what luck is all about? Sure, Kate. Um, Let's see. If you... Best way to go is... um, maybe through college, uh, business grad, uh, got out of school, uh, average student, I would say, and got my first job uh, as a salesperson, and I wasn't very good. So lasted about a month and actually became a stonemason. So I learned the trade of setting stone. Uh, you can imagine that call home to mom and dad after five and a half years of college. Uh, from there, from being a mason, did that for about four years and helped run a small company. Uh, got on with Luckstone, uh, started up north where you are in D.C., eventually worked my way through management, and in 1993 is when I became an officer and uh, took over the, uh, the two business units. Well, actually, one in 1993, we called it the Architectural Stone Division at that time, 
and then about 2000 took over Lee Tennis, which we now call Hartrue. Ah, great. And you're based in Richmond, is that right? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, I liked your comment about five years of college and um, became a stonemason, <laughs> and I think that actually there are a lot of people out there who who find that uh, as much as they they are glad they got the education they did, they love to work with their hands or to do something different, yeah. um, yet you've made your way back to the executive track. So I imagine your parents are probably pretty pleased with their investment at this point. <laughs> back a, a little bit of an unorthodox path, but a path. But yeah, I've found my way back here. You found your way back. <laughs> um, you know, when we talked before the show to just have a chance to get to know each other, I was really impressed by the energy that you really bring to the work that you do. And I would love it if you could just tell us a little bit about what you're excited about that's happening at mm. Luck Companies and about your job as Chief Leadership Officer? Mm. Gosh, great question. And uh, got to be careful here because I could ramble on the question. But, you know, it, it's interesting, Kate, that you call uh, your show Visionary uh, Leader Extraordinary Life. Um, when you read about extraordinary lives or a, lo- a life well lived, we've kind of done a lot of research on that. And there's actually a path, and the path basically says that uh, we all have, as human beings, a core set of values, principles, and beliefs. And the extent to which we can get up every day and live, behave, act, think, emote in alignment with those core values, principles, and beliefs toward a mission or purpose that's important to us, that's a life well lived. That's an extraordinary life. And in my new role as Chief Leadership Officer, Kate, that's what I get to do every day. So it, it probably doesn't get any better than this, and that's, that's the passion and the excitement that you hear. I, I love what you just described, and I want to go much deeper into hearing about um, the mission values, um, passion uh, that you have personally. But I want to ask you first, can you just describe what a chief leadership officer does? <laughs> sure. Have you ever heard of one before, Kate? <laughs> yeah, it seems like a job. Maybe I've had once too, but I, I think it's a unique job no, wherever is. you are, so I'd like to hear it's, about it. It's quite unique. A, lo- a lot of organizations have chief learning officers, and this actually is quite different in that um, we, uh, you heard me talk briefly about values and about mission and purpose. And 10 years ago, let's see if I can do this quickly, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, our company started our values journey. We became a values-based organization where we adopted four values to get ourselves better aligned, actions, behaviors, right, around those four values. And the impact that the journey had on us as individuals, the organizations, our families, people we associated with was so profound that we wrote a new mission statement. And the new mission statement was around igniting hum- the human potential and positively impacting lives around the world through values-based leadership. We wrote that mission maybe two and a half years ago, Kate, and I was asked to lead it, to basically uh, spend the majority or 50% of my time outside the company, 50% in, and bring that mission to life 
that's really grounded in our own model called values-based leadership. And so that's where the chief leadership officer title comes from. And so you spend half your time inside the company, half your time outside of the company, and and are you an, sort of a spokesperson for the mission? How does it, how does it work? Yeah, um, probably outside the company, Kate. So if you the so the mission states positively impacting lives around the world. So Charlie, my boss, our third generation owner, um, this is his this is his give back. To the world, uh, he was raised very, very successful family, uh, under the strong belief that to those who much is given, much is expected, and this is his now playing back and paying back the world for everything that is given him. So I would say the fifty percent of the time I'm out, uh, and others in the organization too, other officers, uh, some is teaching, both undergrad and grad. Uh, the majority of it is speaking. We we love to tell our story any place we can because that's us living our mission. We love to talk about values-based uh, leadership and igniting human potential. Last week was Tennessee. Week before that was Idaho. Two weeks before that was Oahu, Hawaii. So a lot of it's speaking, and some of it's even consulting, um, where we literally go in and help organizations think themselves about becoming a values-based company, figuring out what a mission and purpose is for them and developing a leadership point of view around it. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> and when you're out there speaking, who are your audiences typically? Boy, uh, it's varied. Um, it can be a group of executives. Uh, last week, I was with the executives from the Tennessee chapter of the YMCA. It's the largest chapter in the country. And speaking on two things, one is brand, other passion, as you stated, and then, of course, leadership. Um, prior to that, uh, Idaho was the American Society of Interior Designers uh, Midwest chapter. Um, prior to that was a family institute in Hawaii. So it can vary executives, nonprofit, family institute, classroom, uh, it's pretty broad because leadership, values-based leadership, it's a way to live, work, and lead. It, it follows you everywhere, as you know. What's the reaction that you get from your audiences when they hear you talk about values-based leadership? Boy, Kate, um, I'm sure it's <laughs> probably similar to what you get when you talk about visionary leaders and extraordinary lives. Um, I've been out speaking, teaching for probably 15 years on various subjects, um, and I can honestly say, with without any exaggeration, that I've I've never seen the type of response that we get when we talk about human potential, values-based leaders, and their ability to cultivate that in themselves and others. It's it's. It is almost like batting a thousand. People are really inspired by it. They know that it, it's, it's meaningful to them, and they can put it in play when they walk out the door of the venue that we're in. So it's quite exciting. I can kind of picture you in front of the room getting um, thronged at the end of your talk. Oh, by people yeah. Who want to talk oh yeah. More. It's great. <laughs> it's really rewarding. Well, how. 
And, and internally, that 50% of you, and I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going through this because I'm thinking there may be listeners out there who are really intrigued by the position that you have and would love to see their own organizations contemplate it. So what's the 50% that you do internally at Luck Companies? Okay, Kate. Well, you, you can imagine that. I mean, this is, this is certainly a culture, a climate, a way of leading that we are really trying to embed inside the company. And it just doesn't, it doesn't just happen, as you know. So we are constantly uh, inventing, evolving um, processes, models, tools, programs, and my favorite, rituals. Because first and foremost, we want to become the international benchmark for a values-based leadership company. So we think it's really important that we walk the talk and when people come here, we want them to be able to lift the hood or look under the covers, whatever they want. Our favorite thing is when they go down to the quarry floor and talk to the loader operator, and he can articulate his own version of values-based leadership. So the 50% inside is really working on those process models, tools, and rituals. And then we do a lot of coaching, mentoring with all of the leaders in the organization. So it's a so it's a, a really a, a it sounds like a combination of communicating and maybe designing some yeah. techniques and tools that people can actually access yes. and use make yes. their own. Yeah, that's it great. Is, it is a methodology, absolutely. Yeah, is it something that you at Luck have created yourselves, or did you adopt ah. it from some other program? Uh, big secret. So one of my <laughs> favorite. Uh, personal attributes is my conscious incompetence, Kate. And Uh so I, uh, you know, it is a combination of things that we've learned and experienced for 88 years, Uh but also reading, working with, partnering, collaborating, the Blanchard, Hay Group, Farr Institute, Covey, Harvard, uh, Bill George just keynoted our, our launch up in D.C., so we are insatiable uh, in our appetite to learn more and more about why people think and behave the way they do, knowing that they all have this extraordinary potential and how we can tap into it. We actually have uh, friends, partners that are, that are neuropsychologists that are teaching us how the brain works so that we can really, really understand this because once you realize people have that potential, the responsibility of leadership gets really big. You know, when I talk to you, Mark, I I can almost um, think of this the stone business and some of the other businesses, luck like companies, is in as a sideline to the big business of leadership. <laughs> you know, it sounds almost like you are um, you're you're so oriented around values based leadership that the businesses are a place where you're practicing it. And that that's that's it's it's almost a uh, a reversal of just thinking about well we're doing this for you know so we can sell more stone it almost sounds like we're we're selling stone so we can practice values based leadership. <laughs> that is really interesting. Um, and here at the value proposition, man, Kate, you're all around it. The value proposition is this: we believe that doing good, making a difference in the lives of others through values based leadership is the best path to doing well, personal and business performance. Okay, so we, 
while we are a for-profit company, some people get confused, we believe that there's no better way to perform well for our individuals and our organizations than to start with making a difference in the lives of our associates. And you can, you can go down the primal leadership Goldman path. There's so many different statistics that say, you know, the number one way that people make money is based on how their associates feel about working at the company that they work at. And the leader controls 50 to 75% of that feeling. Well, there's your answer. So we are still trying to, we have world-class companies. All of our brands mm-hmm. are really, really top-notch. We just approach it a little bit differently. Well, Mark, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to know much more about the values that Luck Companies is, is pulling from. We'll be Great. right back. talking business talk to an expert call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network think of the world 50 years ago now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Hi, this is Kate. My guest today is Luck Company's Chief Leadership Officer, Mark Fernandez. We're talking about mission, vision, passion, and values-based leadership. This is the secret sauce for business success. So welcome back. Um, Mark, before the break, we were really getting into the conversation about values-based leadership, which has really changed your life, changed your career. Um, Can you tell us what was the catalyst at Luck Companies two and a half years ago for whatever business as usual was up until that point to embracing or sort of seeking and defining, it sounds like, values-based leadership? What happened? Sure, Kate. And that's such a great question. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to back up to 2002, 2003 first. Real quickly, why do we become a values-based company in the first place? 
and that is, uh, first of all, we were business was better than it had ever been. So our balance sheet was outstanding, and yet we were a bit of a train wreck as an organization, especially at the top. Uh, there were more meetings after the meetings. There was more water cooler talk. There was than I'd ever seen in my career here. Um, we grew really fast, 300 associates to 1,200 in about five years, and we just lost our way. And so we finally realized we got to get the wheels back on. That's when we began our values journey. We got help from a lot of outside folks. The officers worked 18 months by ourselves without going outside, you know, the walls of the boardroom. And then we went to the company and said, okay, here's our four values, leadership, creativity, commitment, integrity, and now we're going to build the organization around these. It was from there, Kate, and the, the process model tool program rituals were so good. Again, it had that profound impact on all of us. Well, then what happened was, uh, as you know, in the home building industry, construction, we went through really a depression, not even a recession. We had our first reduction in force in 85 years. Charlie Luck was letting people go whose knee he literally sat on as a child while they were driving loaders. It was really tough around here. Values pulled us through. Interestingly, Charlie got pretty sick during that time. I know just because of the stress of letting people go. When he came back from that around 2009, he said, you know what, it's time. He said, I realize there's, there's more to life than getting up in the morning, running these businesses, driving these values inside the company. I want to do something and share it with the world. And that's where he said, I want to develop something called values-based leadership that starts with values, ends with mission and purpose, put a process model tool together, get it good inside the company, share it outside the company, and that's how we got here. That's quite a story. Yeah, it's a, it could be a long cup of coffee on that one. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, of course, I'm curious in so many directions with what you've just said. But one of my curious questions is that, that 18 months mm-hmm. locked inside the boardroom together to come up with those four values. You know, what what was that like? Were you were you debating and arguing? Were you um, unified on all of them and just figuring out what it meant? What was that like? Well, let's think of maybe three significant moments. Gentleman came in named Guy Klumpner, a friend of ours from Holt Caterpillar, to help us think this through. Step one, Kate, was there were 14 officers. He sat with us. He said, get out a sheet of paper. He said, write down everything you want to change about this company. I think I burned up two pens in five minutes, Kate. I mean, I was tearing through the pages, right? Mm -hmm. So were all the other officers, five to seven minutes in, guy said, stop. And he asked a really important question. He said, how many of you wrote down me? None of us, of course, did. And that (laughs) was the day it all changed. That's when we realized the only thing we can change in this company is ourselves. And by doing that, the company will change. And so for the next 18 months, first we learned as much as we could about ourselves through values tests, through insights, through different means and methodologies. All during the 18 months, we worked together on the four values. You know, we had bunches to start with. We narrowed it down. 
And then in 18 months, we emerged definitely in a different place as leaders, far, far from finished. Remember where we started. We were pretty messy. Mm -hmm. But we had a set of values we were aligned around to present to the organization. It's a pretty cool story. That's a very cool story. And what did it mean for the people who participated in that process? Well, you know, it, it, I think more than anything, w- what it meant was understanding who we were as individuals. And to be a better leader, you know, most of the great, great models that you read talk about this idea of self, self-awareness, self-management. What you do as a professional coach is all about that. I have three or four coaches. I'm such a mess, Kate, by the way. <laughs> but they, they, they try to keep me straight. Um, but that, I think that, that was the biggest thing. And the second was that, you know, all this stuff is a choice. You know, that at the end, we really get to decide how we want to show up every day. And when you start realizing that, no matter what's going on around you, you can really change the way you lead. And then the responsibility of leading got quite large. So people who participated in the process by learning about themselves as a as the first order of business began to really see the potential for not only themselves but the whole business the whole the whole act of leading this company is that right that that's correct Kate and then we also learned if we go all the way back to the first or second question remember we all have our own set of values principles and beliefs we all all human beings are mission and purpose driven the extent to which yours align with the company's, now the company has articulated four values and a mission, that's going to be an extraordinary life. Well, as you can imagine, there was an exact alignment for everybody. And as a matter of fact, of those 14 officers, I think four or five aren't here anymore. Not that they're not wonderful, beautiful people. What they believed in, what was important to them, clearly wasn't important to the company. So that was another interesting part of the journey. And it, it will show. You will see mm-hmm. it play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it is, it, 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 there's something kind of refreshing about hearing you say that. I think sometimes we stay in jobs unhappy and feeling like it's not a match with our values, but we stay for, oh. for all kinds of reasons, you mm-hmm. know. So the clarity of the value set that's been identified at love companies must really help people oh, understand yeah. what's expected and how to contribute and whether or not they're a fit. And as, as you can imagine, Kate, you know, we're going to, we're going to worry a whole lot, as Maslow said, about our food and water and clothes and heat and shelter first. And when that's at risk, we might put our own self-actualization and potential uh, aside and so by having a lot, this is where those process model tool come in, is to really be discerning in that area. And what, what we try to say here, we try not to fire anybody. We try to say, you know what, you're a wonderful person. We love you to death. You've got extraordinary potential. Something does not line up here for you because you can do better than you're doing right now. But most human beings, ah, they're not just going to make that choice themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Could you say the four values again and just say a little bit about each one? So the first is leadership, and uh, we talk about achieving legendary performance there. Um, 
and really our company for three generations you know we've we've had leaders charlie's grandfather his father and now himself who are who are really strong and definitely visionary leaders and definitely um you know not status quo they really really like to do things to to make a difference uh, you know, creativity is about having an environment where ideas and innovation add value. Um, I would say this is one we're still working on. You know, we are, we're an old Fred Flintstone company. We make little rocks out of big rocks, and we're really good at that. And we have to work hard every day to live our creativity value. Um, commitment is about ex- ensuring success, self, others, organization, communities. Uh, that's one of our cores. Uh, we are a do-whatever-it-takes company, and we work hard. Um, and so commitment is like leadership is probably one of our um, sort of authentic legacy values. And the last and probably the strongest from the Luck family is integrity, earning the trust and respect of others. And you you can miss a lot of goals. You can try things and not do well. If you lie, cheat, or steal in this company, Kate, you, you won't be here. Integrity is, it's all we got. And so with that comes trust and all the things that go along with it. But I would say of all of them, that is really the cornerstone for luck companies is integrity. I can see as you're saying the each of them and explaining them, how they serve as guides for people, you know, how, well, what, what occurs to me is that to work for luck companies with these four values, leadership, creativity, commitment, and integrity, you know, not only what's expected, but also how to be with yeah. clients, with each other, you got uh, it. with the community. You got it. Yeah, I, I really see. And it's a great, it's a great um, short list. So that's it's a wonderful story to hear you talk about. Now, I'm curious. Can you say a little bit about what values-led leadership has to do with profit and success? <laughs> what does values-based leadership have to do with profit and success? Was that the question? Yes. <laughs> and this is we're right at a break, so I'm going to let you off oh, the boy. hook by having you give a short, um, <laughs> a short yeah, answer. We can pick back up on it in a minute. Basically, it's right back to that doing good to do well. Okay, mm-hmm. values-based leadership is really built on the soft skill, soft side. We're assuming that acumen, business acumen, and technical skills are in place. And what we're saying is if you can get at the individuals in the organization to the extent that they feel engaged, that they are inspired, that will drive business success more than anything. And we're convinced of that. We can see it in our numbers. Great. When we come back from the break, we want to hear more about this. Great. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Tune in to Tom Says 
For practical solutions that you can use in your life, whether it's information you can use for business, spiritual awareness, health, or personal issues, you'll want to listen to this life-changing program hosted by Tom Gerbic. Tom will also invite you to participate by calling in or sending emails. There's no topic that's taboo. With Tom's life experiences, you'll find that a weekly visit can be truly inspiring. Tom Says can be heard on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, with a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know that the number one concern of American business is the ability to attract and retain qualified workers? Yet millions of qualified American workers with disabilities are sitting on the sidelines. Disabilities at Work Radio focuses on businesses and their workforce needs and also offers other topics of interest to people with disabilities, their families, and supporters. Join Disabilities at Work Radio every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate. I'm talking with Mark Fernandez of Luck Companies, and we're talking about igniting human potential. And we've been talking about values-led leadership and the impact on the bottom line. So right before the break, Mark, I put you on the spot and asked you to tell us what is the connection between values-led leadership and profit. And okay. you, um, you tackled that question and would love if you could just give us your perspective on why this is the secret sauce for luck. Okay. All right. So I I thought maybe a, uh, so values-based leadership and we, we, so again, back to the proposition, doing good, making a difference in the lives of others is the best path to doing well, business and personal performance, values-based leadership at luck companies is how we do good, why we do well. Here's what it looks like, Kate. If I walk out to a store, okay, and I run into one of the inside salespeople, what are what are what values-based leadership uh, tells us doing good to do well? The first thing I'm going to do with that person is check in on them, see how they're doing, how's their family, how's the kids, how's the baseball, how's the fishing, how's it, and it's it's natural for us. It's kind of authentically how we roll. Um, doing good. We have a conversation about them. I want to make sure that that person is what we call straight and beautiful, in a good place. And I'm going to stay with them until they are, right? How can I help them get good, okay? Because once they are engaged or straight and beautiful, imagine if they are inside sales and the phone rings and it's a a potential customer. What are they going to sound like when they answer that phone, Kate? from a position of straight and beautiful and engaged mm-hmm. versus not. They're mm-hmm. in a bad mood. I just came down there, beat them up, showed them the spreadsheets. Now they're what we call tilted, not straight and beautiful, not engaged. I can promise you they're going to sound different when they answer that phone. So by doing good, we engage our associates to a much higher level. We just saw that in our annual hay survey. When they're engaged to a higher level, their customer service, their product innovation, their efficiency naturally goes way up. 
With that, customer loyalty goes way up, sales, cash flow, profit, reinvestment. There's your path. And it's hard to debate it when you think about who do you really want answering your phone. (laughs) Yeah. How has your business been doing despite the recession? Well, we can, you know, by comparing against like competitors, we're really doing well. So obviously we're all down, but relative to the market, um, we are doing for the most part really, really well, relatively speaking, especially since the recession, because one of the things they say about a, a, a mission-based, values-based, leadership-based model is it's really, really good in tough times. Because remember what it's doing. It's keeping the associates inspired, engaged, and up, even though it's tough out there. And we're, we're still performance-driven. We still have all the metrics in the world. So we're doing well. Excellent. You know, this idea, straight and beautiful versus tilted, reminds me of um, some work that we do at Nebo where we help uh, leaders understand that pretty much every single day from the time you wake up and put your feet on the floor and to get to your desk at work uh, or wherever it is you're working, you've by the time you arrive there, you've already had many, many kinds of small and some days even large um, impacts or yeah. triggers that affect your well-being so that you may have the intention to, to be straight and beautiful, to use your words, on a daily basis. But actually, you know, we all get, um, we, all, we all are managing everything from traffic to, you know, the child who's sick or whatever it is. Oh. Um, so, I love this description you have of the way that you treat people to help people stay centered and grounded as they do their work, you know, feeling, in your words, straight and beautiful versus tilted. So it really uh, resonates with me, and I think it's really a key to success um, at an individual level as well as um, you're the first company I've heard of that consciously makes supporting individuals in feeling good and being well every day a part of your mission. There you go. And you just said the key, a very key word. Uh, first of all, congratulations on Nebo. That's, that's spot on, Kate. And you said the word conscious. And that's really what this is about. And, and you're so accurate. I mean, we talk about from the water cooler to the coffee machine to the parking lot to the shop floor. You know, there are so many opportunities along the way to tilt you, right? There's so much going on in the world. But in the end, if you're very conscious about that, right, we, be, we also know it's still a choice. You get to decide. Yes, you're going to feel an emote when you hear the bad news. But ultimately, as you know, the leader gets to choose. And if the, the leader, the extent to which they stay straight and beautiful, ergo the organization, you can't be inspiring unless you're inspired. So oh, I thank you. I think you I'm going to have to use that as a. <laughs> that's what I believe exactly. Um, so, Mark, we've called yeah. this show "Igniting Human Potential." We have yet to really talk about this part, igniting human potential. What does that really mean? Whoa. Um, so, in in this work, Kate, over the last two and a half years, we knew we wanted to work harder on positively impacting lives. We just weren't sure how. Okay, and digging and reading and looking around and learning, we understand, and you can go back thousands of years, 
Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, all the way up through Thoreau, through Maslow, to Seligman today up at Penn. There's, there is science and philosophy that supports this idea that all human beings have this thing called human potential. Uh, and it's proven, and it's extraordinary, and it's in all of us. We're, we're born with it, the, the extraordinary potential to make a difference. The other thing that philosophy, science, and even religion support, it's largely untapped. So there's another business proposition for you. Values-based leadership. There's competencies that we've developed. There's models and tools that we want to master. There's a culture that goes along with it. The whole thing is set up to tap into that human potential in our associates and now hopefully others around the world. It's a human condition. It's very real. Um, and values-based leadership as a model was built to get after it and get people straight and beautiful. So, wow, I'm really yeah. taking that in. You know, and as coaches, we sometimes talk about the field of human potential. Very and, I, you know, I think this idea, you're, what you're really saying is the potential exists. It's always present. It's, it's right there in every one of us and in the collective of us together, particularly in organizational life. We have a choice, I'm hearing you say as leaders, about whether yeah. we tap into that potential yeah. or whether we, 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 we simply manage and we, go. we go manage right past it. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and remember, as leaders, we have it. So that, that's why this idea of VBL starts with yourself, your own self-awareness and alignment. So I know mm -hmm. who I am, where I am, what's going on around me. And number two, I am straight and beautiful. It's a choice. So mm -hmm. it starts with you, and then it extends to others. And the beautiful part of it, what Maslow talked about, and this is another value proposition to it, when any human being becomes actualized, when they get into that place, when that potential is ignited, two things naturally occur. One, they go try to ignite the potential in others. And it's just like when you have a good day, Kate. You know, I don't know about you, but when I have a good day, t people around me typically do. When I have a mm -hmm. bad day, I like to share that with everybody, too, unfortunately. <laughs> so mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. are ignited, you'll help others get the same way, and you'll also perform to the extremes of your ability. So, so is that the way you would talk about it? Like when you are ignited, like today, I'm igniting my potential. Yesterday, yeah. I had trouble igniting my potential. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about that. Now, if I'm down on the shop floor, Kate, and, and I was with a, a bunch of those guys last week, I just talk, I make it talk about having good days and bad days. You know, it yeah. depends on the audience. Just yeah. how, do, how do you get it out there? And they get that. They know they yeah. have good ones. They know they have bad ones. They don't realize it's a choice. You help them understand that. And then when they do know when they have a good day, they can help others do the same. So it just depends on the audience. Igniting human potential is just a nice action statement based on human potential, which is a real thing. So, Mark, how do you do it? How do you ignite someone else's human potential or help them to ignite their own? Okay. Um, we... we we struggled with it so much, even after nine years of practice, that um, we developed a really, really simple five-step process. Um, we call it the five steps of values-based leadership. And this applies, Kate, whether you're a leader, 
a father, right? Dad, husband, coach, friend. It, it all works, right? And the five mm-hmm. steps are pretty simple. One is the idea of self-aware. Or we call it aware. Be aware. Who you are. Know your story. Know your values. Know your personality. So always be aware. Number two, align. So aware, align is the second step. Get yourself straight and beautiful first. Okay? Once you're straight and beautiful, step three, understand. Seek to understand others, the person in front of you, what's going on in the room. Because that's a really, really important step because we always assume, and boy, by the time I ask the third question, usually it's something very different. The other important part, Kate, is if you're not straight and beautiful before you seek to understand, when you seek to understand, all you're going to do is try to make yourself feel better. So aware, align, understand, right? So I've asked a bunch of questions. Adapt, right? Meet them where they are. Where do they, do they need to be tougher today? Do they need to be more compassionate today? Is, right, is this moment about a, a relationship or is it about a result? Adapt, what's the right place, and then act. Do the right thing for the right reason. And if you can, if you can live in that place, aware, line, understand, adapt, act, I promise you, I promise you it can make a difference. You go home tonight, you grab that doorknob, front door, you think about this because what's going on in there, they, they had nothing to do with what went on today, right? Get yourself straight and beautiful. Walk in. If the toys are everywhere, ask first. It's pretty magical. It is. I love the simplicity and the clarity, again, of of the language and the process that you're using here. And I want to invite those of you who are listening to email us or call in. You can email us at visionaryleader at nebocompany.com if you have a question for Mark. Or you can call in. Our call-in listener line is one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero. Mark, what advice do you have for a manager or a leader out there who's in a culture that's really not mission focused or values led like luck? What's the starting point? Oh boy, that's such a great question. Um, you know, the I guess the the starting point first and foremost, especially if they're listening, is to remember that we've been doing this for ten years. And remember where we started. You know, I remember none of us wrote down me. My next question, Kate, my next question 10 years ago was, when am I going to have time to do this stuff, and when are we going to be done so that I can get back to work? So that's where we started. And so it's, it's important to, for folks to know that. Mark, Second, we're going to take a quick break. When we come okay. back, I want to hear your full answer to this. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. 
Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate Ebner. I'm here with Mark Fernandez of Luck Companies, and we were talking about igniting human potential. My question was, Mark, what advice do you have for a manager or a leader out there who's in a culture that's not values-led where do you start? Okay. So, um, you know, if you, first of all, if you think back 10 years ago uh, when we were messy, Kate, quite honestly, the way we started was, was our VP of HR at the time um, had the courage to go to the locks and literally say, hey, guys, this is starting to not look like the company that your father, Charles, and Charlie, your grandfather, built. So if you're down deeper in the organization, um, is, is there a way to offer it up to the leaders uh, in such a way through questions or through some information that might say, hey, is this something that we could consider? Um, and if we stay on the idea of the organization, um, you know, because this is one of those things that clearly has to be bought into and start at the top because everybody looks up. People are professional boss watchers, um, and the leaders are the culture, and the extent to which the leaders can align around this is a really, really wonderful thing. So, you know, if you can get up there and, you know, we talk about, think about a mission and a purpose and the difference that the organization would like to make in the world. Um, And then number two, can you identify three or four values that your company can live and lead by in support of that mission. Um, that's really important. And, and embed it up high. Uh, work your way down through the organization. Always remember steps of learning are in play. We're going to be aware of something first. Uh, then we need to understand it, and we really follow this. Uh, we, once we understand it, we'll accept it. After we accept it, we'll apply it, and then we'll get good at it. Because a lot of us on a journey like this want to go to, hey, I told you about it. Why aren't you doing it yet? And it really takes time. 
Yeah, so, you've really made that point, and I think that's a really a very important point. I've been myself part of organizational life when people have tried to sort of accomplish the values activity in one hour, one time, <laughs> and then you know nobody can remember what those values are or yeah. what they mean, and it's all it actually ends up being a wasted hour and yeah. a perfunctory exercise. So I'm yeah. glad you're really emphasizing that this this is iterative. It takes yeah. time. The first step is aware. The next yeah. step is understand. Yeah. Um, the next step is accept, and so on. Yeah. So, I'm curious, Mark, um, as you've talked about this today, it certainly has been inspiring to hear you talk about it. Um, I wonder what you say to yourself to stay straight and beautiful. Hmm. Well, um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, uh, probably first and foremost, always remember that it does start with me and I get to decide. I really get to decide. I don't get it right every day, you know, but that it is a choice, number one. Number two, in all of the learning that I've done about myself, I actually wear three bracelets, a Live Strong bracelet, uh, only the strongest survive bracelet, and a piece of leather. And those three bracelets, Kate, serve as reminders to me of the things that I need to be really, really self-aware of based on how I was raised, what my style is, so that I can maintain this position of straight and beautiful. So we learned that little trick through our, believe it or not, our neuropsychology friend. He said, man, you got to do things to keep your mind, you know, conscious and aware of where you want to be. So it is, it is an absolute constant battle um, to stay aware and stay aligned, try to get to the end of the day and reflect back, think about it. That's usually when I send all my apology emails and try to start the morning, feet hit the floor going, okay, it's a choice. What are you going to do? So really, really simple stuff, but really knowing yourself, and that, that's the hard work, and being honest with yourself. Mark, who inspires you? Mm. Mm. Well, who inspires me? You know, as hard as this stuff is, Kate, I'm, I'm, I'm always inspired by what I'm not. <laughs> So I'm inspired by high creatives, artists, musicians. Uh, it's not a. It's 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 just something I'm not good at, and and so that's what inspires me. Um, I'm married without children. I'm inspired every day by moms and dads that work and do this stuff. So I probably get inspired. I'm inspired by really really smart people. I probably don't ring that bell either. And so people that are super intelligent are very inspiring to me. So it's the things that, that I can't do or don't do or might not be capable of that really inspires me. And I love to be around all those people. Kind of odd. Well, <laughs> well, that's a great answer. That's a, a humble, actually a beautiful answer. And I want to ask you if you could just tell our listeners, if they'd like to learn more about you and what you're doing, your work, where should they go? Well, the, the, we are in the process, and we've just launched a new website called www, uh, at www, I'm sorry, uh, dot luckcompanies, L-U-C-K companies.com, 
and the site's going to be dedicated to uh, people who want to start a personal journey and then in the future organizations that are interested in going down this path. Remember, we want to share it with the world, so we want our site to become a digital portal. And if you go there and sign up, as the site develops, we will let you know. And we're not in this to sell anything. Uh, my second bit of advice, Kate, would, would be to also get, you know, find someone like you, Nebo, others that can help people with the journey. Because it's hard. It's hard. So our site, folks like you, great ways to get started. That's great. And that's www.luckcompanies.com. Dot right? companies.com. Yes, ma'am. Ah, wait, say, let me say it one more time. www.luckcompanies.com. Yeah, no. www.luckcompanies.com. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Um, we're going to be um, closing here shortly. Um, I want to just give you, again, a very short amount of time, 30 seconds to share your vision for the future. <laughs> well, 10 years ago, I, I wrote a personal mission or vision statement, and it's around uh, inspiring generations of believers, and that belief is in themselves. And so, how, again, how wonderful could it be that now I'm in a position that allows me to do that inside the company and outside the company? So call us, write us, give us a chance to do it, and we will be much appreciative of, of that. I've been speaking with Mark Fernandez of Luck Companies. He's the chief leadership officer and really driving an initiative called Values-Led Leadership that's changed the business and changed his life. Um, thank you for listening today. I hope you'll write to us to share your feedback and ideas about our show. As I mentioned earlier, we're planning our next series. I'd love to give you more of what you really want. Next week, I'll be talking with Rachel Gutter, an extraordinary young leader who's leading a movement to green our schools. At age 30, Rachel has a unique and passionate voice and a vision that will infect an entire generation of children. Learn how she found her dream job in a tough economy. It's a motivating story and a surprising one. So please join me again next week. Thank you and have a great week. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly